Naomi has been preaching on a series called Conduits of the Kingdom. And I don't know about you, but I had to go and Google what a conduit actually is. And Google tells us, oh, I hope you like my title page as well. It looks glorious, doesn't it? <laughs> um, PowerPoint just suggested, would you like your to, uh, PowerPoint to look like this? And I was like, yes, please. Click on that. So a conduit, Google tells us, it's a channel or a pipe that usually transfers water or electricity from one place to the other, which I think is really cool that we are conduits of the kingdom transporting the kingdom of heaven, right? Like Jesus is living water, relates to water, and I think of electricity as the power of God. So... We know the Lord's Prayer, it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and we are God's plan A. Jesus has done everything on the cross, right? He died for our sins. He died that we may be reconciled back to the Father so that we can have one relationship with him, be fully forgiven, and then walk in the fullness of of healing and walk in the fullness of knowing him and grabbing hold of everything, right? So today I want to be talking to you about just a few of the things in the supernatural that we can be taking hold of as Christians. Okay, <laughs> yes. Um, so it is to stir up the faith in the room. So I'm going to be talking about seeing in the spirit, both physically seeing in the spirit and with our spirit eyes. I'm also going to be talking about dreams and the angelic, and we're going to have some fun with that. I'm also going to be touching on supernatural healing, like many of the testimonies. I was like, do I need to preach? Because so many testimonies of supernatural healing was heard today. Um, I'll touch on speaking in tongues as well. And then I don't think we will get to my last one about supernatural provision. But there are so many things available to us. Can I get the next slide? Right? John 14, 12 to 15. Before I start, I do... Just want to, I just want to preface everything by saying that every encounter, every dream, every, everything we see in the supernatural, we want to always be coming back to the Word of God, coming back to the Bible and weighing it up with what the Word says and the nature of God. Because ultimately what we're going to be talking about today, ooh, that doesn't fit on there, is meant to lead us into a deeper connection with God. That's our whole purpose, is to know Him and to make Him known. So every encounter should be leading you back to the Father and back to Jesus. So we start here. John 14, 12 to 15 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, this is Jesus talking, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. 
Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So it says, he who believes in me, and we are the believers, amen? We will do the works that Jesus did and greater. So we, we can raise our expectations to get there, yeah? He walked on water. He raised the dead, heals the sick, cleansed the lepers. There's stuff that we, well, that I haven't seen. I haven't seen the dead raised, but I know people who have. And I'm really excited to see it. It could happen this, I could see it this year. I'm going, uh, this year, I'm going to a uh, ministry trip with Randy Clark in Brazil. And there's going to be phenomenal, like phenomenal signs and wonders happen there. The dead could be raised there. So I'm excited to come back and share the testimonies with you. But here we go. I want, to raise, I want to raise your faith today. We're going to get started with seeing in the Spirit. Can I get the next slide, please? Thank you. So here are a few examples. I believe that seeing in the Spirit is a gift and it is available for everyone. So here are a few examples. We have Moses who saw the burning bush in Exodus, Elisha praying for Elijah, his eyes were open to see, the Holy Spirit appearing as a dove over Jesus when he was baptized in Matthew, Paul having a vision of heaven, and we've also got John's vision as recounted all throughout the book of Revelation. So the scripture before that we read, it says, ask and you shall see. Oh, sorry, ask and you will receive. If you want to see, you just need to ask him for it. So I said before, there is two ways that you can see in the spirit, with your physical eyes and with your spiritual eyes. And two, oh, I, I believe that it's available for all of us to see with our physical, right? So it started for me just by acknowledging the little things by acknowledging the little things that I would see out of the corner of my eye as the angelic realm or something in the spirit realm, not just by, oh, that's just my eyes playing tricks on me. So I do want to put that thought in your mind is that you have been given the mind of Christ, you have a sanctified imagination and your brain doesn't play tricks on you. It's an invitation to seeing into the supernatural realm. And I'll say, yes, you can see both angelic activity, you can see demonic activity. In fact, for me personally, as far as, a, as, far as seeing physically goes, I've probably seen more demonic, but in the... Spirit, I am so aware of what God is doing in the room. So I'm way more in tune to what God is doing and the angelic than I am uh, than the, compared to the demonic, right? 
I don't want to fixate on that. And I think that's why God goes, hey, the, Sam, you need to see this. The spirit of fear is over here and I need you to intercede and get rid of that thing, right? So for me, seeing in the demonic, I believe, is an invitation for us to step in um, to intercession. Bind it, separate it, get rid of it. It's done. And then turn our affections back to God. Declare what he, hmm, declaring the opposite. So if the spirit of fear comes, we pray for, we, and we thank God for his spirit of peace and of joy. Amen. So when I see in the spirit, and often it's during worship, I love to worship with my eyes open because I can see so much more with my spirit eyes when my eyes are open. And that helps to build my faith because I can see what God is doing and I can, I can see the incense of worship just going up to him. I have one, one testimony. Oh, man. Each of these topics I could do a full, I could do a full preach on, but we've only got so much time today, and I want to I wanna touch on each one, so I stir you up in, in all of them, okay? But come and talk to me after, because i got testimony on testimony. Uh, so the one I want to share with you happened here during an encounter Sunday where I was standing here and we were praying for people to receive healing. And with my spirit eyes, I saw a golden, like a gold circle open up, like a portal. And yes, it, if you've seen the Marvel movies where the gold portals all open up, that's exactly what it looked like. And I was like, what is this? Holy Spirit. And he said to me, the healing is going to come through this portal and into her. And as soon as I saw light burst through and uh, kind of infuse into her body, I knew that all she had to do was receive it and it was done, right? The Lord can do what he wants in the spirit. I'm not going to question, question it, but I did check in after and she had experienced complete healing. So praise God, that just confirms to me, right, that what I saw was real. I didn't have to share with her what was come, like what I saw. It just boosted my faith that the Lord was there to heal. Amen. So I know in our church network, many people have also had experiences with angels. And it was at a prophetic conference in Brisbane where I was sitting next to Pastor Abby Wormsley. We all know Pastor Abby. She came and ministered here oh, just maybe one year ago. And um, I was sitting next to her, just to, and she was getting up her iPad to take a photo of Pastor Catherine, who was speaking. And just as she did that, Pastor Catherine said, there are ministering angels here to minister with us. And there it is. Abby just goes, I just hear, <gasps> and she starts slapping my leg. And so I look at her iPad, and this is what we see through the camera shot. So if you were skeptical before, I hope this puts you at ease. This um, photo was checked, by the way. It was sent off. 
confirmed, not a trick of the lights. We have an angel standing next to Pastor Catherine, and then there's also um, in the blue, up in the blue lights there, you can see the wings of another angel. And so that got put on a projector um, at that conference and the Holy Spirit, like the power of God just broke out everywhere because the faith of the people was uh, rose, right? It boosted their faith to believe that there were angels in the room and God was ready to move. Amen. Uh, So I also have a scripture there because what's the point of angels, right? Hebrews 1.14 says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who are to inherit salvation? And the answer is yes. That is a rhetorical question. Yes, they are here to serve us. We are the ones who have inherited salvation and they... The angels move on the word of God. So we, have, we can see some amazing things and allow angels to minister the power of God, healing power of God, whatever they want to do. Amen? So we do, there have been times in the past in history where people have chased after this and they have been led astray. So we need to be mindful that every experience of the supernatural realm leads us closer to Jesus and to the word, not as a way to puff ourselves up. Amen? And you can't go wrong when you're fixing your eyes on Jesus. And it's been... So seeing these things, seeing in the spirit is really cool, But the best encounters I have had is when I'm sitting in his presence and he is reminding me of his promises and he's pouring his love out on me and he's disciplining me. They're my favorite ones because it causes me to fix my eyes back onto him and it causes me to be be reminded of my purpose, to know him. And to make him known, right? So everything we see, we need to be coming back to the word of God, weighing it, weighing it with his character and with what it says in the word because he is the same yesterday, today and forever and he's been doing these things since biblical times. And there are many, many, many encounters in the Bible where angels appear to people. Um, And I encourage you, just do a cover-to-cover read of the Bible just once in your life. It is good. It is good for you. Okay. I want to move on quickly to dreams. It is another way to see in the spirit. You're just, instead of having visions during the day, you're having visions during night. And I love this. I've got some examples up here. If you would like to read about them, I encourage you, write down the chapters and you can go have a read. We've got Joseph who has his dreams in Genesis 37. We have the baker and the cupbearer in Genesis 40. 
they have dreams about their fate. They come to Joseph and they say, can you interpret this for us? He interprets them. Pharaoh has a dream. Here's about Joseph can interpret. So he asks Joseph to come along and interpret for him. And we also have Joseph and Mary who were told to move to Egypt um, by an angel appearing to them in a dream, which actually saved the life of Jesus, right? We'd have a very different Bible today if, if people didn't value dreams and if people didn't interpret them. And I know that this is available to you as well because one time I got really frustrated with seeing in the spirit. I didn't understand it. I got really frustrated with dreaming and having to interpret it. And I got frustrated with God. And so I don't know if I asked him to turn it off, but he turned it off for me. And then I had to ask really, really nicely for him to turn it back on. So, and like, and dreaming when it was off, I like had a great night's sleep, <laughs> had a rest from all of the Hollywood blockbusters that he gives me. But I feel like for me, it's um, because I got so much going on during, during my day. I don't know if you're the same, but I'm like thinking about lots of things. I'm going to sleep. I'm still thinking about lots of things. So I think the Lord just goes, finally, she's asleep. I can talk to her. <laughs> Boom, and then he plays a little game. He gives you a parable, right? He, Jesus shares in the Bible with parables. And so he gives me a dream, a, a dream, a parable that I have to interpret in the day. And I think he thinks it's a fun game. I wish he would just, you know, just give me direct. Tell me directly, Lord. That'd be nice. <sighs> okay. We do have three types of dreams. Yes, we have processing dreams, we have directional dreams, and there are also nightmares that we can have. And if you are experiencing nightmares, I would love to pray for you at the end and just rebuke that. They're very easy to rebuke, right? I haven't had a nightmare since I was a teenager, and it's good. I will just say, though, we can pray for you, just don't go watch horror movies, all right, because it opens up. If we're a conduit of heaven and the supernatural, like sometimes we just don't understand it because it's not a tangible thing, right? It's, we can't see it, feel it, touch it. But the supernatural, if we're a conduit of heaven, it works both ways. The supernatural affects the natural. The natural affects the supernatural. But in a conduit, what you're letting into your ear gate and your eye gate can affect what you meditate on, right? We want to keep this sanctified, set apart from the Lord. So I would recommend if you don't want nightmares, we can pray for you and also no more horror movies. Amen. <laughs> okay. So the dreaming is a great communication method. Amen. It was by a directional dream that the Lord gave me that uh, told me to leave a particular workplace, which I loved. And I would have stayed in it all of my days, but he told me to leave. And so I obeyed. It was in a dream 
again, that the Lord told me that I was to open up my own dance studio. And so instead of moving back to Brisbane, what I thought was a good idea, I stayed in Darwin and did a better idea, which was opening up a dance studio. And it's phenomenal. It's, it's all for the glory of God. It's actually the best job in the world. And I would, there is no place I would rather be, right? I work with a phenomenal team. And Abby's actually here. She's part of my team. You can, you can welcome her. She does a phenomenal job. Phenomenal dancer. Amen. So, dreams can be interpreted, they can be directional, or they can also lead you into a place of intercession. Quite often, the Lord will show me in a dream if I need to do spiritual warfare to protect my life or to bring protection around my studio, right? Because the enemy doesn't like us. He doesn't like us figuring this out. He doesn't like that we get to be one with the Lord, be in his presence and have our eternity spent in heaven with him. So the enemy brings these attacks and he loves nothing else than for us to be mm, ignorant or just go, ah, nah, that's nothing. Like my dream, my... The Lord's just, right, it's, dreaming is an invi- can be an invitation into prayer, amen? And if we are aware of it, the Lord will increase it. And if we interpret it, we'll discover some amazing things, amen? Okay, Mark 16, 17, we're going to move on to supernatural healing. Also, at the end... If you would like prayer to see more in the spirit or dream in the sp- in dream more and have interpretation, I'd love to pray for you. Healing. Mark 16, 17 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Ma'am, I love what you shared during the testimony time. I was like, oh, I don't need to get up and preach. She's doing it for me. Amen. I believe that we understand this for us, for other people, when we pray for other people, right? Who can um, agree with me? There's no sickness in heaven. Amen. Amen. Jesus came to give life and life abundantly. The enemy is the one who came to steal, kill, and destroy. And sickness looks like stealing, kill, and destroy. That's what, it smells like darkness. It looks like darkness. Sickness is a darkness, right? So if I can get the next slide. These two scriptures are ones that I really hang on to. So Isaiah 53 verse 5 talks about Jesus on the cross, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. Amen. 1 Peter 2 verse 24. I love this one. I pray this one daily. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. 
and by his wounds you have been healed. Amen. I feel like we understand really, really well that he, he died for our transgressions and we can now live a righteous life. I would love to stir up your faith today to step into seeing more healing come into your life, right? Because what Peter's saying, by his stripes you have been healed, have been is past tense. Have been is past. So Jesus died on the cross and he paid for our healing 10,000 years ago, sorry, 10,000, 2,000 years ago. And all we have to do now is step into, take it by authority and step into it fully. Ooh, I, I have grown to love the scripture. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. And so, you know, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion waiting for someone to devour. And uh, if I just go, I just, I catch colds, you know, I'm about to catch a cold. Uh, oh, it's happening. And I just am a couch Christian sitting down like, the Lord convicted me of that. And so my going, where we're we going, Holy Spirit. The Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Amen. So I'm holding on to these scriptures. I'm holding on to. 1 Peter 2, 24, by his wounds I have been healed. I'm holding on to Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And maybe if I share a testimony, this will paint a bit more of a picture of how we can do spiritual warfare and step into that authority, right? Because if the devil's like getting around, he can just target Christians and get Christians quite, quite easily, like awesome, that kind of stops us from being a full conduit. You know, we're not, we're not able to step into the fullness of what Jesus paid for. But he's done it. Okay. So, knowing this, we've just had a wave of COVID. We've had a wave of this, the cold and flu. And I get this sore throat in the middle of the night. Wakes me up and I go, oh, Great. And the enemy likes to do that. He likes to come in the night hours when you're not expecting it. Here's a sore throat, Sam. And so I go, oh, I'm, I'm intentionally building my faith in this area. So I bind it, I separate it, and I rebuke it, cast it back to the pit of hell, and I say, thank you, Lord. I recognize this as an assignment from the enemy and I thank you, God, that you have paid for my healing. By your wounds, Jesus, I have been healed. Thank you, Lord. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And then I pray in the Spirit. And I pray until that thing lifts. I don't know how long it was. It could have been half an hour. It could have been an hour, but it lifted. Praise God. I went back to sleep. I woke up. And there it was again this sore throat. So I prayed against it. I said, I didn't need to rebuke it. I didn't need to rebuke it again. And this is a method that is working for me. 
Because in the book of James, it tells us that if you ask for anything in faith, you will have it. But he who doubts is like a double-minded man, tossed to and fro, Oh, is like a wave that is tossed to and fro in the wind, not knowing which way he should go. So I've rebuked it and I stand in faith. And what does that look like for me? That looks like to me giving thanks and glory to God that he's done it. So thank you, Jesus, that I'm healed. Pray until it lifts. Amazing. I have a great day. The next day, it's there again. So I pray until it lifts. And the next day, it's there again. And I pray until it lifts. And I think it was, it happened about five days in a row. So annoying. But it was on the fifth day. I was, I got in my car because I was like, you know what? I'm not partnering with this. I'm not saying, oh, I'm coming down with a cold. I'm coming down with a sickness. I'm not partnering and saying yes to that. I'm saying yes to the promises of God. And so I'm going to go to work. So I get in my car and I'm driving down Ash Street. And I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about the 1 Peter 2, 4 scripture. And all of a sudden, I can't, I don't know what happened, but it was another revelation, another level of this scripture being reality in my life. Just like, I went, oh my gosh, I got it. And the sore throat left in that moment. And that just tells me that the cold and flu is also from the enemy. And we can have authority over that. Amen. Amen. So if you are here, and if you need healing in your body, this is, not, this is not to condemn you. This is to raise the faith in the room to see it manifest in your life too, right? You don't have to put up with it. You don't have to put up with a little cold. And it's amazing, right? But if you, if you do need prayer for anything, all of these people here, we are your people. We are your family, And we'd love to pray for you because we love you. Because faith without, oh, sorry, without love, we're just clanging symbols, right? We can do all of this, but without love, what's the point? Again, healing. Healing, when we have those testimonies, like that was shared before, it puts us in a position again to just go, oh, wow, how good is God? How good is God? Okay. So I don't have time to go into... into speaking in tongues or supernatural provision. But that's okay. So, I want to encourage you to be in your Bible, to be in the Word, right? It, is a, it has been a safeguard for me. It's been a safeguard for my mentors and it is a safeguard for all of our leaders here at Glory City Church. We weigh everything up according to what God says and to his character. And if it doesn't line up, we 
throw it out. That's fine. Right? If you have, ooh, and if there's anything that I've said today, if you have questions, stuff stirring in your mind, right, please come and talk to me after or get along to one of the church groups. Church groups are amazing to be getting the foundations of our identity in Christ, right? There's also heaps of podcasts that Naomi's been doing. I have just gone on the assumptions that we've all, been, we've all listened to Naomi's preachers on our identity in Christ and even um, and the other preachers about the conduits being a conduit of the kingdom, But I pray, I pray that you've been stirred up today to see more in the spirit, to dream and to be interpreting dreams and to see healing manifest in your life.